25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Well, look at there. If it isn't, you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you. Hey, what's up? I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Hometown heroes in all 82 counties across the state of Mississippi. That's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Ready to help you, especially during these times. You got questions, you got thoughts, you're trying to figure things out. You need to um, maybe um, look at a way to save a little moolah. Well, let the folks at Farm Bureau Insurance help you. You've got a local insurance agent right down the road from you, like I say, in all 82 counties here across the state of Mississippi. Also staying connected to you here on this Tuesday because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi, a great Mississippi company, C Spire. Welcome into the show. You can be a part of the show. I always look forward to that. I I really do always look forward to plopping down in the chair here at the microphone, clicking on the country please and text line, opening up my screen over here that shows me who is on the, uh, shows me who's on the Divinity Equipment phone line. I always enjoy doing that to see what everybody's talking about. Now, also today on the Facebook stream, hey, what's up, everybody on Facebook? Y'all feel free to type it in there. And as you know, some of those comments and questions from time to time on Facebook will make it here onto the show as well. So I really need about four sets of eyes looking at all these different ways that you uh, give me feedback, but I'm doing the uh, the best I can to kind of keep an eye on all of it. So hi to everyone over there watching on Facebook. Feel free to type in a comment or a question. On Twitter, it's Radio Wyatt. All right, and here are the numbers. If you're watching the stream, you can see it, but let me give you the numbers how to be a part of the show. First up, hit me up on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage, on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Country Pleasing, please. Hand-picked hams, bacons, and pork loins. That's what goes into every package of Country Pleasing Sausage. Dadgummit, it's the best, and I want some of it right now. I might even have some for lunch when the show is over. Yeah, you're eating lunch, and I'm not. Speaking of lunch, I'm going to get over here to something I heard Chris Brooks say about waffle fries from Chick-fil-A. He's wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You listening, Brooks? You're wrong. You're wrong. (laughs) Oh, Matt Wyatt. (laughs) You just became my hero because... First and first, mostly, you just quoted Dr. Cox. Dr. Cox. (laughs) And second, because Chris Brooks used that last minute and a half of the show to anger me about the waffle fries. They're so good. Well, and this is a very, very simple, like, 
stick this debate that he brought up in the ground and bury it. It's not a matter of opinion. It's a matter of fact and the English language and the dictionary. It's really easy to solve, and I'm going to get to that in just a sec. So feel free to text me on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. If you need the number, it's 885-3776. And, of course, I'm always open to your phone calls on the Divinity Equipment phone line, 995-1059. Hit me up there. Call me. I'd love to hear your voice today, 995-1059. All right, so speaking of the text line, Let's go back to it, Beaver, shall we? Chris Brooks. Now, again, this doesn't happen often on this show. There are many people who may watch on Facebook or you're listening in Vicksburg or in Batesville and other parts. You might not have heard this. Chris Brooks, our friend, and Beaver, they have a great show called The Gridiron. It comes on before this one in Jackson. And I caught the end of it, the last few minutes of it. Chris Brooks put it out there that he does not like, well, I don't know that he said he doesn't like the waffle fries at Chick-fil-A. He just said that they aren't fries because they are waffled. They are round. They're different shapes. They're not long and pointy or long like a, you know, and a stick. Okay. They are flat, spread out. They're a different shape. Therefore, he said they are not fries. This is so silly. Okay, it does not matter if he said if he likes them or not, because that's a matter of opinion. But to say that they aren't fries is straight out of left field somewhere. PRG then gets on the country pleasing text line, it is for this show anyway, and says, nailed it about the waffle fry. What's in a name, PRG? You typed it, not me. He said waffle fry. Waffle fry. T-Mite was on there during the show, and he told Chris that it's more like a waffle tot. Now, I got to give you points for humor there. Waffle tots. That's funny. Hey, Napoleon, give me some of your tots. <laughs> but listen oh, to me. Go find your own. <laughs> go find your own. Hey, what do you do? You put him in the pocket of his cargo pants? Yeah. <laughs> he just stuck them down in there, and then the guy ruined them by, like, stomping on them, right? Oh, gross. <laughs> Napoleon, give me some of your tots. All right. Raise your hand if you've ever put, in, uh, put random items of food outside of the package in your pants pocket. I got my hand up. I've done it before. Cookies. Goldfish crackers. Sometimes I don't have something to put them in. I just stick them in my pocket. <laughs> it's true. Okay, back to the fries. How can you say they're not fries? You know why they are waffle fries? They are fried in Greece. It's that simple. The reason the French fry is called a fry is because you fry it. Do we not understand this? How are you going to sit here, Chris, and say that it's not a fry when it's obviously and very matter-of-factly fried in Greece? This is the kind of stuff that drives me crazy, Chris, because, because 
Things have a definition. Words matter. Use the definition of the word that has been assigned to it, and let's all go with that. There ain't no interpretation here of whether something is fried or not. Oh, Matt, air fryer. Fried! They call whoever made the stupid thing called it an air fryer. Therefore, if it runs through there, it's fried. Not in grease, but in air. Use the definition of the dad gum word. The waffle fries at Chick-fil-A are fries for one reason and one reason only. The waffle fries at Chick-fil-A are fries because they are fried. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I tip my hat to the audience. Beaver, do you agree? Yeah, I do. They're fries. They're waffle fries. And they're delicious. <laughs> and I want some right now. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> hey, and Beaver, speaking of that, here is today's rhetorical. Now, again, let's see. Let's see. Look up. What is the actual, like if you uh, define that on your phone by uh, Googling it. I mean, we know what that means. It was a rhetorical question, but is there something that's going to reply here? Uh, rhetoric. I'm not trying to persuade anybody. Here we go. It's a question that is asked in order to produce an effect or to make a statement. Okay, there it is. I have a theory, so it is sort of rhetorical. But this also is going to be a constant question throughout the show today. Beaver, I will ask it to you first, personally. When the quarantine is lifted, when the shut-in is no more, when the doors are unlocked and we are all released into the atmosphere, <laughs> where's the first place you're going to go? And the answer can't be work, because that's kind of understood. It can't be school for a lot of it. We're not talking about the things, the, play, the first place you're going to go because you're supposed to be there. No. We're talking about somewhere that you want to go that you frankly can't right now if you obey this shelter-in-place order. What is the first place when it's lifted, that you're going to go. Ooh. You know, normally, I want to say the gym, Matt, but I'm going to be honest, knowing <laughs> myself, it's going to be, it's going to take me a little while. Even after they lift this and they say it's okay, yeah. in my mind, I'm still waiting it out to make sure it's okay. Okay. You still... Um, I'd probably say a restaurant, though. It, it would be a restaurant? Okay. Yeah. Going out to eat somewhere. You know, I feel like that's the answer for our family. We love um, the local, one of the local Mexican food restaurants here in our town, uh, Tupelo, where we live. We're very fond of it. It was a regular for us, you know, about once a week, sometimes twice a week. And I have something I get there every time. My wife has what she orders every time. It's always, you know, we're different. My daughter has the same thing. She gets every time. We just look forward to it. It's part of the routine. We love going there. So it's one of the several ways throughout a normal week when our daughter's in school that we spend some time together 
is we go to this place and eat, right? So I'm with you. That's That might be the first one for us. It might be. I can't imagine the way I'm going to feel the first ball game that I go to and get to attend the first game. I mean, I can't imagine what it's going to be like. I, I, it's going to feel great. It just depends on when it is, you know. Hey, back to this real quick over here on the Country Please and text line. Antonio says, those are God's waffle fries. Squirrel said, Chris is correct. Waffle fries are not fries. They are potato product that is fried. Squirrel, you crazy. <laughs> what did the doctor say, Beaver? Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. I mean, listen, only Squirrel could type in on the text line a grand total. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 words. Only Squirrel could type in a grand total of 15 words and directly contradict himself in 15 words. I didn't even have to do it. When he said waffle fries, F-R-I-E-S, are not fries. He then said, they are a potato product that is fried. Mm. (sighs) Folks, these people vote. Do you understand it? Like you're out here arguing with people about real important stuff, politics, you know, religion, the afterlife, eternity, salvation. Healthcare. You're arguing with these people about that kind of stuff, and they type this. Waffle fries are not fries. The man himself, with his own phone, confirmed that they are fries by calling them waffle fries. Dirty Frank says, a sawhorse isn't a horse like waffle fries aren't real fries. Saw horse isn't a horse. Is a sawhorse made out of fur and skin? Does a sawhorse have blood running through its horsey veins? Does a sawhorse eat apples? Mm-mm. So the first word ain't got nothing to do with it, saw. We just attached horse. But a waffle fry is made of exactly the same everything as every other fry in the world. Potato. And again, back to Squirrel's text, contradicted himself. Even said they're made of, they're a potato. They are a potato and they are fried. But one's a fry and one isn't. Y'all crazy. Y'all absolutely lost your mind. And this man over here, Dirty Frank, says a sawhorse, using a sawhorse. A sawhorse is not living and in no way, shape, form, fashion is made up of the same material as an actual horse. Can't say that about a waffle fry in regards to a potato. I just won the argument. I ain't going to lose it. 
That's all I'm saying. Y'all can keep it up. Not losing this argument. I'm right. The truth is on my side. Bulldog Wes agrees. Bosun Bulldog says, want to tick off Matt Wyatt? Talk negatively about the Egg Bowl rivalry and trash talk Chick-fil-A fries. <laughs> mm. uh, there's a couple others here. There's more that I can possibly get to on the Country Pleasing text line right now. Random start to the show. There's sports. I promise. Going to get to it. If you'll stick around, I promise. We'll get to it. Ghost Pepper. Uh, what did he say? He started me off about something Brooks said, something idiotic, something Brooks said. <laughs> Ghost Pepper says, sorry, Matt, but I have to respond to Brooks saying there's no such thing as a boneless chicken wing. They actually have a farm outside of Hattiesburg that raises boneless chickens. You should see them try to walk. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> First of all, Ghost Pepper, you get an E for effort on the humor. Secondly, you a lie. You lying. Every word of it's a lie. And thirdly, Chris is right. There ain't no such thing as a boneless chicken wing. If it ain't got bones in it, not a wing. Don't know what it is. Maybe it is chicken, but it's not a wing. Didn't belong to a chicken. Ain't no such thing. I am ve- I'm not touching boneless wings. Better have a bone in it. <laughs> what about chicken strips, Matt? Know where it comes from. Know exactly where it comes from. They're shaving it off the chicken breast. You know, they cut me a strip out of there. I understand. Could do it myself. But don't tell me it's a wing when it's got no bones in it. If it is, I'm not eating it. (laughs) Well, I don't have any idea where any of this is coming from today, but I'm kind of enjoying it. This could either be a good radio segment or it could be the worst of all time. Don't care. Don't really care. Norman says on the country pleasing text, Matt, on the random subject of old movies during this shelter in place, you can't go wrong introducing our kids to Back to the Future, Goonies, E.T., Gremlins, Indiana Jones, and you can go on and on. Now, he's, he's, he's given me five examples of great 80s movies right there. He says, I know you agree the greatest era for everything was the 80s. Just about the greatest era for everything. <laughs> was the 80s. Now, there was a lot of bad, too. We're, there are a lot of things now that are a whole lot better now than it was in the 80s, let's be honest. But in terms of entertainment, television, movies, and in some cases sports, but not all, uh, things were better in the 80s. Clothes were worse. The music was better. The movies were better. Still are. The late-night shows were better in the 80s. Still are. Anybody in their right mind is more entertained right now going back and watching an old episode of David Letterman than they are any current late night television. And that's, that stuff has just gone downhill fast. <laughs> Raider Nation says, uh, what did he say? A big Chinese buffet, not joking at all. Caleb, I'm going to Disney World, I wish. Oh, the first place after quarantine is Disney World for you? I would give that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like Beaver and just kind of tiptoe back into the let's go to a big amusement park with several thousand strangers. Jackson Mailman says first place he's going is church. I got gotcha. you. Nick on the Country Pleasing Text said Popeyes beats Chick-fil-A every day and twice on Sunday. Well, I like them both. You know, matter of opinion, one or the other. Antonio says, so by definition, a tater tot is a fry? You dadgum right it is. Same family. 
Slippery when red. Says that Hawaii has interstates. How does that work? <laughs> Here's another one for you, Rhett. Why do we park on a driveway and drive on a parkway? Hmm? Yeah. Why does Hawaii need interstates? Definition. It's dumb. Call it something else. Highway. Or it's an intrastate. That's an intrastate in in Hawaii. Squirrel, are tater tots fries? Yeah. Same family. I don't care what you call them. Tater tots. Same thing. Take a potato. Make a shape out of it. Fry the sucker. Eat it. Same thing. But don't come in here telling me waffle fries aren't when, number one, we call them waffle fries, and number two, they fried. Sean, what about curly cues? You know what they are? Curly fries. Little Debbie says, is a chicken fry a fry? Yeah. You know why? It's chicken, and they fried it. Be making stuff up. Chris in here making stuff up. It took me 20 minutes to convince y'all. And I think I've finally done it. All right, on to sports next. April 7th, a big day in sports history. The 2020 NFL draft will happen. But I don't know if you are going to like the details or not. When I say like them, I mean it's the draft. It's not like a game. Right. So all of that coming up, including my friend Don Williams coming up later in the show, who's covered the Masters for over 30 years straight, and this will be the first time he will ever cover it in November. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Yeah, back on the show. Hi to everyone watching on Facebook and checking out the stream and so on and so forth. A lot of people were laughing at me on uh, Facebook about my rant in regards to this whole idea of waffle fries not being fries. I think my mother thinks that I'm grumpy. She put on the uh, Facebook live stream, she said, somebody needs some coffee. <laughs> Dorothy's watching from Phoebe, Mississippi. Uh, Larkin wanted to know, do I think that uh, Coach Harris is going to be hired as the new head coach at State uh, for women's basketball? I would imagine she's interviewing maybe, a, or at least that a hope, but somebody texted me yesterday afternoon, someone who's out of state but who covers the sport, and said that they were hearing that she was going to go to Texas with Vic Schaefer. But, you know, you hear all kinds of stuff right now. So it's just too early to really know one way or the other. Waylon also says first thing he's going to do when the quarantine lifts is he's going to a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> Dorothy says she's going to drive to Tupelo and eat Chinese and Olive Garden. What, all in the same day? I hear you. Steve says churches, restaurants, Starkville and games at state. Miss Dinah said, Matt, I think you need to check your blood pressure over these fries. You're not young anymore. <laughs> well, you'll take heart, uh, Miss Dinah, in knowing that a lot of that was uh, F-Y-E, 
which is means for your entertainment. <laughs> My sister Beth is watching. I hope you're doing well, Beth. Hey, uh, Beaver, check this out. My sister Beth, she's a as a hobby, she's a seamstress. And um, during the uh, shutdown, she's been sewing and making masks uh, for people out of different uh, fabrics and stuff that she had at her, at her place there. Isn't that cool? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Salute to her. That's Salute. awesome. I'd like to get one, I, but I know others need it. Maybe worse, especially people in healthcare, in the healthcare industry. She, she's been, you know, finding ways to maybe to get them to them, but. She's just another example of people doing what they can, trying to help as opposed to, like the rest of us, just sit around and talk on the radio. Brian said, as long as you just say fry and not French fry, you're correct. French fries are batonette or alumet, cut deep, fried potatoes, not waffle cut. Maybe that's too exacting, but a potato chip is not a fry. So, and okay. Yeah, but it's a chip, right? It's a chip. Because it's chipped off of a potato. <laughs> I'm done with it. Done with it. But hi to everyone there. Thanks for tuning in on Facebook and hanging in there. All right. There are plenty of other texts. We're going to get to some of those. Ghost Pepper sent one that's really funny, but I'm not going to read it. It's just all there is to It's not for the air. Waffle fries are French fries. Not fr they're not French. But they're fries. Okay. All right. Promise I'm moving on. Promise I'm moving on now. You want to be a part of the show, you can text me. Call me. 885-ESPN. The number to text. If you want to call me, I'd love to hear from you. 995-1059. Hit me up. Tweet me at Radio Wyatt. Got the tweets. What do you think about Now, I tweeted it, Norman. Your list. I tweeted your list, Norman, of your top 80s movies. Norman's list of his top 80s movies, Back to the Future, Goonies, E.T., Gremlins, and Indiana Jones. Josh said his are Back to the Future, Goonies, and E.T., and then Neverending Story and Breakfast Club. The thing about that, okay, so I love all those movies. Uh, they're at the top of my list. My daughter, who's eight years old, has never seen Goonies. We have it on the DVR. We may actually watch that together this afternoon. It'll be the first time she's seen it. I think, though, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's kid-appropriate. Uh, Never-ending story is kid-appropriate, but it's a little, I don't know, dark at times. I think Back to the Future is all appropriate, kid-appropriate. Gremlins, I don't know. E.T., I didn't like it. I didn't like E.T. Just don't like it. That's weird dude with big head, you know, his finger lights up. I don't like it. Not for me. Not for me. April the 7th. A huge day. Used to be opening day for baseball. Did y'all know that? It's not anymore, obviously. And then this year, it's not, obviously. But it used to be a big day. It used to be big. It used to be opening day. A lot of things have happened in the baseball world over the years on April the 7th. Happy April the 7th to everybody out there. Let me give you a few examples. Shall I? On this day in 1979, Ken Forsh of the Houston Cheatin' Astros recorded the earliest no-hitter, term out earliest in a season, the 
earliest after the start of the season, the earliest no-hitter in Major League Baseball history when the Astros, the cheaters, no-hit the Atlanta Braves. The crowd cheering on their feet. The pitch to Hubbard. Bouncing ball is short. Reynolds nails 12 to first. No-hitter for Ken Ford. Ken Ford has pitched a no-hitter as Houston wins their second straight final score, 6 to nothing. There you go. Five years later, on April the 7th, same day, 1984, Jack Morris of the Tigers, no hit the White Sox. Target the cap by Morris, working up the set position now. He goes to his set, Chittle waits, here it comes. He struck him out, and Morris has a no hitter. Lance Parrish goes out and grabs him, and the Tigers get a no hit performance for the first time since 1958 when Jim Bunning did it. Jack Morris, the no-hit hero, surrounded by his teammates. That voice, the great, late, great Ernie Harwell, Tigers announcer. And uh, regardless of where you're from, if you're not aware of the work of Ernie Harwell as a, as a baseball announcer, be aware. You need to know that voice. Uh, on April the 7th, three years later, 1987, Rick Mailer of the Atlanta Braves tossed a complete game opening day shutout against the Phillies the third time that he pitched an opening day shutout, which tied a National League record. Now the two strikes delivery, grounded toward third, overfell the second one, Hubbard on the first, and Rick Mailer's done it for the third time. Rick Mailer has pitched an opening day shutout. And he moves alongside Cy Young and Chris Short in the Major League Record Brook. The Braves win it 6-0. We'll be back with the totals right after this. All right. Pop quiz if you were paying attention. And then I'm coming to Wayne on the phone line. There was a single player, one person, who was involved in two of those highlights I just played you. There were three of them, one from 79 with the Astros, one from 84 with the Tigers, and then one from 87 with the Braves. But there was one person who was in two of those different highlights. Did you see who it was? Did you catch that? I'll come back and tell you. Wayne, listening, and has called in. We're going to get to hear Wayne's voice over here on the Divinity Equipment phone. What's up, Wayne? Uh, nothing much. Been picking up a few grocers from my online order. You know, just oh, yeah. trying to survive. Sure. Get up. Did anything said in there yesterday about that who statement? You know, I mean, I know the guy from Kentucky and maybe the lady up there, but it'd be, was that y'all discuss anything yesterday? I missed your your show, you know. Yeah, Wayne. What we said is, I think these are. This was the takeaway that assistant coach Johnny Harris. She is someone that if. if 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 there's a leader in the clubhouse on the surface, as far as what's kind of obvious, you would think that it's her. Because not only been a part of Vic Schaefer's team and program and system, a big part of it, but a huge part of recruiting the players who are there and, and has been a great recruiter and all that kind of stuff. But if she wants to go with Vic Schaefer and be on his staff at Texas, outside of that, I think the safe bet is that we don't know who the candidates are. John Cohen coaching John Cohen coaching searches will prove to all of us 
that the names that we come up with on our own in the first couple of days generally aren't it. And that's just kind of the way it's been. Yeah. So I don't think we know. But like I said, what what about the girls? I hope they'll stay. And I saw where Bibby said she was leaving, but I hope they'll stay. Yeah. You know. Well, that's the big thing. That's the big thing, Wayne. If they can keep that team together um, with Jackson and some of those players, if they can keep that team together, then whoever the coach is has got a great chance to, to win a bunch of games next year. But if the team breaks up, falls apart, and half of them transfer – then it'll be starting over, and the hire becomes like immensely important. Okay. Yep. Uh, you know, I've been y'all been have y'all been having a hard time finding hand sanitizer. I have. Yeah, we um we we've had a bunch at our house. We haven't run out yet, but in terms yeah. of finding it to buy, I tell you what else you can't find, or what's hard to find, Wayne, is the bottles of the like the Lysol spray dif- disinfectant. Oh yeah. You know. We but we I, but, like but those I, and we can't find them. Oh yeah, but I went. I said, "Dad, I can't find them." So I just went to the. I went to the liquor store and got me a fifth, a hundred ninety proof beverage. I said, "That'd kill anybody." Well, I I didn't think so, but I think you're right. Hey, and you know what, Wayne? There is a in my hometown. There is a business. A lot of breweries are not breweries, but distilleries have done this. There's a business where they were making mead. Not like whiskey or whatever, but they were a, a they were making mead, and they have revamped their entire uh, operation and are now making hand sanitizer and selling it out of there. So people are responding. Hey, yeah, I pre- they were, they one on the coast down there with King on where far from. Uh huh. Wayne, thanks for the call, buddy. Appreciate you. That was Glenn Hubbard. Glenn Hubbard, final out, a no-hitter, and then a double play. back yeah um it was glenn hubbard you know those three highlights so you had a no hitter for the astros on this day in 79 a no hitter for the tigers in 84 and then a complete game shutout opening day on for the braves in 87 but glenn hubbard the former second baseman for the braves little guy with the big beard was in two of the highlights because he was the final out, a ground ball out, in the Astros' no-hitter against the Braves in 79. And then he was involved in that double play. Obert fell the third baseman over to Hubbard, who goes to first for a double play to end the game to complete the shutout for Rick Mailer on this day in uh, 87. Pretty cool. So another couple things. It's interesting. So April 7th being, again, what for many, many years was kind of an opening day was an opening day. It just fell on the calendar as an opening day many years. Uh, and then, of course, modern times, baseball started sooner and sooner and started to have opening days in March and all that. April 7th is a day where three different very notable baseball movies were released in theaters. So it was obvious, you know, over the years, Hollywood trying to 
tap into the baseball fandom and releasing baseball movies this time of year. But on April 7, 1976, The Bad News Bears, released in theaters. April 7, 1989, Major League, released. And April 7, 93, The Sandlot. How about that? How about you're in the quarantine and you have those three to choose from, but you can only watch one of them. What's it going to be? Is it Bad News Bears, Major League, or Sandlot? I'd probably go with Sandlot. I'm fond of all of them. Major League would be third on the list. Can you imagine, like, Major League, what if you took Harry Doyle away from Major League? Is it you know, anywhere near as good a movie? Honestly, you take it away. Because Harry Doyle, played by Bob Euchre, the real-life announcer, is very funny. You take that out of those Major League movies, I mean, do you really want to watch them? <laughs> yeah, I know I'm getting people riled up. <clears throat> hey, real quick, uh, let me play catch-up, shall I, please? Let's see here. I got to go back a ways, too, to do that on the Country Please and Text Line. 885 ESPN. Little Debbie. Okay, she's the one. Uh, chicken fry, fry. Zach. Little Giants was a great movie. I think it was the early 90s. Little Giants? It's a football movie. Yeah, that's right. Nick says, I'd rather be quarantined for another five years than go to Disney. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Bookworm, what does this mean? The Eagles were played in all the good movies in the 80s? You big Eagles fan? Caleb says, have you watched John Krasinski's Some Good News? Yes. Uh, he films it at his house. His daughter's made the sign for him, and he acts. He dresses up and kind of acts as like a, a, a news anchor. I saw the first one, Caleb, where he interviewed Steve Carell his co-star, if you will, from The Office. That's pretty good. But I haven't watched any of the other ones since then. Norman on the Country Pleasing Text. Regarding wrestling, I don't follow the modern stuff, but as a kid, I watched Memphis wrestling. Are you familiar with the famous 1979 Tupelo Concession Stand Brawl wrestling event? Check out YouTube for the footage of it. Now that was entertainment. I am not familiar. Where would they have held that, Norman, in Tupelo in 1979? Honestly. Because I would not know. I mean, because they didn't have the arena in 79, did they? They didn't build that till much later. I don't think. And then uh, Jackson Mailman, what did he say here? Have you ever had Kiefer's fries, the whole potato sliced and fried? Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. It's got to be a potato. It's got to be fried. It's a fry. You're fine to call it a fry if it's a potato and it's fried. It's my opinion. Say like a blooming onion. It's fried. You know what they call it? An onion. <laughs> Bulldog West says home fries come in many shapes and sizes. Both some Bulldog 80s movie, either Christmas Vacation or Die Hard. One of these days when it gets really slow, I'm going to bring that question up. Is Die Hard a, Chris, uh, a uh, Christmas movie? Because I can tell you the answer is no. 
Slippery when Rhett, we'll put you on the prayer list, Rhett. He says, sad day. My wife's family has canceled the May 1st family reunion in Tupelo. <laughs> that is sad. Doggone. Doggone it. Hey, and Squirrel, thanks for that. He he got into the brim the other day with crickets. I'm not going to say where. I don't want to give away the spot, but I'm talking about loaded up. That a boy. That a boy. Okay, so in Tupelo in 79, it would have been the fairgrounds. And there's video of that on YouTube. I'm going to go look that up. Speaking of online video, the NFL draft, the NFL is going to hold supposedly a fully virtual draft with coaches, GMs, everybody forced to work from home. Now, will you watch it? I imagine you would because it's so different and it's the NFL draft. You want to know where these guys are going to go, how it's going to look, how are they going to put this together? The NFL draft set to take place as scheduled later this month in April. They're not backing it up, not delaying it or anything. They're going to do it. But big time changes, obviously. Goodell, the commissioner, says it's going to be a fully virtual Draft coaches, general managers, and other team personnel will be operating separately from their own homes. Can you imagine if you're in the middle of the draft, you're about to make a draft pick or do something like that, and all of a sudden your internet goes out? (laughs) What are the chances, man? And I mean, as many people as you would think would tune into this thing, are hackers going to absolutely target it? Maybe it's hack proof. I don't know. The league instructed teams in March to shut down their facilities. Send them all home. You've had some funny stories like the Saints deciding they were going to make their you know, team kind of war room. They were going to some brewery down there. They were going to do that. But now you're going to have the draft. It's not going to be delayed to another time of year. It's not going to be, you know... The same where you get people together, you're watching it on TV, and guys walk up on a stage. That is not happening. It's not going to happen. It's going to go on as scheduled. Just everybody in a different spot. It's going to be weird. Lord, it's going to be weird trying to watch. I don't know that I'll watch it. Really. I didn't really. I mean, it's the draft to begin with. It's not like it is a ball game. For me, I'm not interested in all the draft picks. I'm interested in the first round and then parts of the second round, yeah. But I'm not interested in all of them because they get laborious to keep up with. And then you just go, well, I'll get an update when a player I'm interested in, I'll get it on Twitter. But see, that's really what it boils down to. The first round, top of the draft, we're all interested in that. But then we just kind of back up the next couple of days and we just want to know, okay, where did my players go? The, t- the guys that play for my team, you know, if I'm a state fan, if I'm an Ole Miss fan, where'd our guys go and and what pick? So let me know that. And I mean, you're not going to keep up with every single solitary pick f- through round, you know, five. You're not, you're not following that. So with this thing, I imagine that curve is really going to spike and then really going to dip if you watch the if you if you pay attention to all that. That's what I imagine is probably going to happen with the draft. You know, but good for them for continuing to do it. 
Caleb brings up a great point on the <laughs> country pleasing text line. How will we boo Roger Goodell virtually? <laughs> well, he just won't be able to hear it. Caleb, on that note, don't you know that Roger Goodell, commissioner, is probably happy about all this? Not about coronavirus, not about people being sick, but about the fact that the draft itself, he doesn't have to stand up in front of anybody. And nobody's going to hear anyone boo other than, you know, like kids who do it and put it on TikTok. Boo at home. Just boo all you want. There'd be no crowd noise. Over here on Facebook, uh, on the live stream, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt, Tony says, the next MSU coach, now this would be women's basketball, he says, must be able to recruit nationally. Vic could with his personality, and he was an excellent floor coach as well. Good luck, Cohen. Go State, go State. Yeah. I mean, that is really true. I mean, a program, you look at where the players are from, they initially built that program on the back of Victoria Vivians, a local player, but who is like a once-in-a-generation type of player to come through this state. Really. So if that program is going to stay where it is or advance and continue to build with a chance to go win a championship, They've got to recruit players from all over the place. There's no question that's where they are right now. It's a very important hire. I mean, it it feels like the whole thing is sitting there teetering, and, and it's they better get the right one. Y'all stick around. 